0: All right. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk with Michelle Hardman. I'm glad you're all with me today because I have got a cool show for you. I'm on location at Greenfield Central High School and I am talking with Miss Claire Bishop and she is the Indiana State Festival Association queen currently gets to reign for a whole year. And so we're going to chat with her and kind of hear about some of her experiences. So good morning, Claire.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. This is your home turf. Yes, it is. My home high school. I tend to walk down the hallway and you're here.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, the ISFA Queen. I know you won, what was it, last not November? Yep, November 11th. Right here at the school. Yes, ma'am. Which right is where here. They, they've had the pageant. So tell me a little bit about that. What was that experience like doing the pageant?
1: Yeah, so I originally ran for the Riley Festival Queen, which is a festival in Greenfield, Indiana. In the first weekend of October, it celebrates the life of James Wickham Riley, a famous poet. Um, he wrote. Like, he inspired the play or the musical Annie. A lot of people know Annie. He did a lot. Oh, he did a lot. But I was the queen of that festival, which qualified me for the Indiana State Festival Association Pageant, which is in November. So um, it was kind of funny because it's, in my, it's my hometown. So going into it, you know, I was kind of like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, it's in my hometown. Like, I don't even have to travel for it. It's just, you know, a small little pageant. But then once I realized, I'm like, oh, no, this is like a statewide thing. Like, there are girls from all over the state. Yeah. It was a really cool experience to meet so many people from across the state and to compete alongside people who represented very different festivals. Like, there was um, a young lady there. She was from the Mermaid Festival, like a mermaid and then a blueberry one and then my James Hickam Riley. And... Um, there was like one that was like high air balloons. It was really cool. because you'd never heard of yes,
0: before. Yes, uh-huh, totally.
1: Yeah. Yep. And um, so going into it, at first I wasn't nervous at all because I was like, oh, it's just a little pageant. Like I'll just <laughs> do my best and see what happens. And then once I realized that big of a deal, I was, I was like, okay, maybe I'm a little bit more nervous now, <laughs> even though it's in my high school. But once the competition started, it was so much fun. And the day was super chill too. Like we had a lot of free time. We had time to hang out with the contestants the night before we had practice and like a pizza party, game night. So it was a good way to like get to know people. And kind of relax. Yes, definitely relax. It Mm -hmm. wasn't super rigid or stressful Mm -hmm. or pressed for time either. My favorite part of the competition was definitely the interview. Really. I really enjoy interviewing and the judges were super, super nice. And that made it really fun to like talk with them and kind of just share my passions and hobbies. You know the I think the um, interview was like five to seven minutes or something, and they knocked on my door at five to let me know to like to start wrapping it up. And I thought like I thought I'd been the, been in there for like thirty seconds or something. <laughs> it was so much fun. It well, was good good experience to learn like to talk to people and mm-hmm. how to talk about yourself without sounding too prideful, but also being proud of yourself.
0: And honestly, I've been on the judge's side before, and that's my favorite part too yeah. because. The, <laughs> To me, you get to learn so much more about those contestants yes. when you just talk to them, even yep. if it is for just five minutes or whatever, so yep. that's cool.
1: Definitely my favorite part. And then we also had like a festival spirit, well, at the very beginning of the pageant we had an opening number. So we had like a little costume and we did a little dance. That was a lot of fun. A good way to get warmed up to the pageant, kind of have some fun. <laughs> and then we did a festival spirit modeling, which I wore. Um, a James Wickham Riley shirt and carried a couple books that he wrote, mm-hmm. and we had a formal wear modeling, which I really liked because, you know, like who, doesn't like, who doesn't <laughs> like a fancy dress? Yeah, the glam. Yes, for sure, <laughs> and we had an on stage question, so that was definitely the hardest part for me, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that it's a good opportunity just to think on your feet and to speak, and you know, to speak about whatever comes to mind first and be passionate about it, so lots of skills, that I learned from the ISFA pageant in specific, and I definitely recommend um, trying a local pageant like your Riley Festival or whatever local festival, mm-hmm. and then if you get to get the opportunity to compete in the ISFA pageant, because it's a lot of fun.
0: Do you feel like you came away with more confidence or more or anything mm-hmm. like yes, that? Yes, for yeah. sure,
1: and like I learned mm-hmm. that, you know, pageants don't have to be stressful, like they don't have to be super high, high tense and high stress and very,
0: Every hair um, in place yes. and worry about all that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it
1: was definitely a more like natural, relaxed pageant where I could just kind of be myself and have fun. And I yeah. learned that, oh, okay, pageants can be fun, <laughs> and I can enjoy this without being super stressed or worried about what my hair and makeup looks like all the time, <laughs> for sure.
0: And you won scholarship money, correct?
1: Yes, I did. How much? I won $1,000 for winning ISMA. We Right? Congrats. Thank you. Congrats.
0: And what's that going to go towards then? What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, so it'll go towards my room and board at Purdue University in the fall. So in August, I will go to Purdue. I'm going to study brain and behavioral sciences. Interesting. And I'm double majoring that with interpersonal communications. Okay. So eventually, one day, I'd like to be some sort of child development specialist that focuses on like child trauma and how that affects the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, maybe one day, publish my own work and get a PhD. Sweet. Yeah, so it will definitely help. Me, um, that scholarship money will definitely help me pursue my dreams.
0: That is awesome. I'm looking forward to someday seeing you in the headlines. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you can do it. Keep going. You can do it. Thanks. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about, since you won the title, what all does that entail? I know you get to travel the state now, basically being an ambassador for the Indiana State Festival Association, but tell us some of the things you've done.
1: Sure. So, the ISFA Queen is responsible for you know being the ambassador of the ISFA. Um, It's super cool. I get to travel to at minimum 15 fairs or festivals between November of 2022 and November of 2023. So far in May of 2023, I have already traveled to 10 of those 15 festivals. Yeah, I have gone all the way from Park County, which is on the very west side of Indy, down to Du Bois County, which is Basically, Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. and pretty much everywhere in between next weekend, I'll be in Fort Wayne and in Boone County. So um, I know we had you at Orleans Dogwood. Yep, I went to the Dogwood Festival a couple weeks ago. It's definitely fun. Yeah. I, um, I've been to a couple ones, some of the ones that stick out. I went to the Shamrock Festival, which is in Du Bois County. That was like St. Patrick's Day. It was pretty cold, but it was a lot of fun. I got a green dress to wear because yeah, I thought you had to wear green, <laughs> right, of course. Yes. Um, the Dogwood Festival definitely ranked high on my list of favorites so far. A couple of weeks ago, I went to the Viking Festival. Okay. It was lots of interesting things to look at and learn about and see. It was like a village of
0: Vikings living, so I got to go and visit. There are so many festivals that you don't even you think a festival for that? (laughs) Yeah right there's (laughs) a festival that
1: celebrates like anything Anything. in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun so far. I'm looking forward to have a couple more in May and then June and July get busy with me with 4-H and stuff but I'll pick it back up in the fall and visit some more as well.
0: I know a lot of times when you go to these they get you involved with different things like maybe helping with an event or whatever. What are some of the, specifically the cool things that you've got to do like that?
1: Yeah, so in the Dogwood Festival, I got to ride in the parade, which is always fun.
0: Um, it's fun. In an orange Jeep, wasn't it? Yes, in an orange Jeep, because
1: <laughs> lots of fun. I've never, it was a brand new orange Jeep, too. It never been driven before. Cool. So, and then um, at the uh, Shamrock Festival, I got to work the Kid PlayStation. So there was like, basically the fire department had a bunch of bounce houses and like games and activities. And I got to hang out in there with the little kids, which is a lot of fun because I thought I was like the queen of England or something. (laughs) So they couldn't quite figure out why I was there, but it felt cool to be treated like a queen. Um, at, I went to the Carmel winter games, which is, um, basically it was in Carmel and they have like an ice rink and they have different departments of their city. So like Parks and Rec. They have the engineers, and they have like all sorts of different groups. And they come in and they play these games on ice, like Hungry Hungry Hippo, like on ice. And they don't have ice (laughs) skates; they're just like walking around. They have like trike races and stuff. I got to MC that, which was a lot of fun because obviously people are like falling on the ice, and it's kind of funny just to watch (laughs) and hang out. But that was definitely that definitely ranks high on my list as well.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> what do you think? I know in in this position you're kind of you're kind of held at a higher standard, that you have to be a good role model. Yeah. What's what's your thoughts on that? And what, what do you think that means, being a good role model? What do you think?
1: I think being a good role model, obviously, you know, it means leadership and it means um, you know, respecting your authority because you are in a position where people look up to you and you are in a position especially like this queen this queenship um, where you're an ambassador. You're not just representing yourself, you're also representing the organization that chose you. So I think being a good role model is understanding the fact that you're representing more than yourself and taking the leadership and initiative to um, fulfill your duties and to meet your responsibilities and to go above and beyond what you're expected to do. And that's what I'm striving to do in my my reign is to take the initiative and to go above and beyond of what I'm asked to do. Just to truly represent the ISFA to the best of my ability, but also so that, you know, younger girls or younger students or even adults look Mm -hmm. up to me and think, okay, you know, she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She's selfless. She's serving. Um, That's what I strive to be.
0: And I almost think a a queen, in my opinion, I I envision grace Mm -hmm. and elegance and class Things like that, and I I haven't known you well, but but what I've seen, you've got it going on, so that's good. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's good.
1: It is, winning this in high school is definitely an honor because very few high schoolers win this. You're typically in college when you receive this title. At least the past, you know, ten or so queens have been in college. So it's definitely something that I had to kind of process at first because, you know, I still feel like a kid. Like, <laughs> I was, I had just turned 17 when I was crowned. Uh-huh. So trying to figure out, okay, like, I'm representing more than myself now. Like, I, you know, I'm going to be taking on all these responsibilities at that time. Like, I was just starting to drive and stuff. So it was definitely um, a learning curve at first, but I'm very excited. It's definitely helped me matured. Yeah. Um, a lot of my peers as well are starting to look up to me and think, oh, okay, she's, like, doing a lot. So... um <laughs> It's just cool to see how this organization has made an impact on my life and in how it's allowing me to make an impact on others.
0: Well, and you seem very calm, very uh, easy to talk to. Has that come from this from being getting this title, or have you always been that way?:
1: I definitely think I've grown since getting the title. I used to be a lot more uptight, mm-hmm. and I wanted everything to be perfect, and I wanted, you know, never to look. Like, I'm out of place or, like, I don't know what's going on. But as I'm getting older, I'm actually learning that, like, it's okay to not really know what's going on. It's okay <laughs> to not be perfect, and that's no. what makes us human. So that I've learned through being, like, through pageants and through these competitions and through being queen. I've learned that it's okay to not always be perfect, which has kind of instilled the calm nature in me because I'm not as uptight about everything being perfect and in place whenever it needs to be and how it needs to be. And I'm more focused on just being myself and having fun. So, yes, I've kind of always had this mindset of I want to do the best I can, I want to be the best I can, I want to work as you know hard as I can and continue to improve myself, but being queen has taught me that it's okay to rest, it's okay to be <laughs> myself, and it's okay to have fun.
0: Well, in talking rest, you probably don't have a lot of time to between school and extracurricular activities and getting ready for college and you're, you're busy. This summer will definitely prove
1: to be a challenge for me, <laughs> I'm excited, there's a lot going on, I graduate in a couple weeks, I have my tenth year of 4-H, awesome. I have finished a couple extracurriculars, like my last choir concert was a couple weeks ago, but yes, I'm getting excited for college, I'm getting excited for graduation, I'm definitely getting excited for my queen reign.
0: <laughs> How have your parents been? Through all of this, very supportive.
1: Yes, very supportive. They were shocked when I won the ISAFA pageant. I don't think because they didn't think I could do it. I just think because, you know, I looked like I was younger than everyone and I looked less experienced. You know, I was more just focused on, you know, like I said, the pageant was pretty chill. So just kind of having fun and doing my thing. So I think they were just shocked because it's such a big deal. It's such a huge honor. Like, oh my gosh, like that's my daughter. Like the video mom recorded and dad goes, did she really just win? <laughs> but they have been so supportive. They've, if they can't escort me themselves, they have helped me find escorts, and very supportive. I couldn't do this without the support of my parents, but also my siblings. I have four siblings. Yeah. Um, three of which are younger than me. Okay. So, um, they have also kind of had to sacrifice some of their time with mom and dad <laughs> because mom and dad have been kind of busy traveling with me as well. So, yeah. and we live on a farm, so my siblings have helped kind of pick up my work in the barn when I'm gone, which is super helpful because that is one of the things that I worried about most. And I one was, you know, how is this going to affect my time working with my animals and stuff. But my family has Helped me a lot through all of this. It's a team effort. You see me with a crown on but really my whole family should have
0: crowns or tiaras. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, talk about the farm a little bit. Talk about your family. Talk about the farm. Talk about why you mentioned 4-H. So farming has been
1: in my family for seven generations, pretty much ever since my family migrated here from Germany. We've had some sort of farmland My grandparents like farm crops, and they, you know, they have land and stuff. But my family raises animals, so we raise goats, we raise beef cattle, we we raise pigs, and we raise rabbits. So um, some of these um, animals go into meat production, but a lot of them we show in the show industry through 4-H and through just the livestock circuit. So, um, like I said, this will be my tenth year in 4-H. Not counting mini 4-H, I did mini 4-H for three years. So I've really done 4-H for 13 years, and like I said, I show all four of those species. Mm-hmm. So um, the family or the farm is really something that just my family has done for so long, and it's just something that brings us all together we you know usually all enjoy it <laughs> sometimes it's always very easy to get up at five in the morning to go feed cows but
0: yeah um, in the winter yeah when, when all the
1: water's frozen yeah. the, the pipes are frozen we're trying to heat them up <laughs> but um the farm has been a big deal for us uh, for generations and i hope it continues to be a big deal for us for generations to come through my children and grandchildren hopefully
0: so you um, want to stay on a farm and all that, okay. Some
1: sort. It doesn't have cool. to be a large scale. Like my grandparents farm a lot of land, but I'd be okay with just a couple acres and some farm animals. But yeah. um, yes, I really would like to stay with it.
0: What have you got out of 4-H because I know a lot of kids either choose not to get in it or don't have the opportunity to get in it. Yes, I didn't, but I wish I had it. The more I've learned about 4-H over the years, I wish I would have done that. So talk about your experience from that. What have you taken away from that?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I want to say about 4-H is that it's not just animals. Like it's not just the ag kids who wear boots and jeans to school every day. There's a lot to 4-H that a lot lot of people don't understand. There's um, general projects like sewing or Crafts or model rockets or woodworking and stuff like that—that that kind of teach traditional skills that are being lost in our generation mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so, when I started in 4-H, we lived in a neighborhood. So I started with general projects. I did the verbal communications projects. I've been giving speeches since I pretty much could
0: talk. Good experience. <laughs> yes, for yes. sure.
1: I've been sewing since I was seven. Um, I've been modeling of doing fashion reviews since I was that age, too. Mm. I've done projects like child development. I've done projects like collections Consumer clothing. Um, I did model rockets one year um, I do a lot of poster projects, which basically you just do some research on something and make a poster about it But that's how I started in 4-H mm. And I really enjoyed it because it does teach a lot of those either soft skills or traditional skills that are just being lost like I can sew my own clothes, I can, you know, do those things that a lot of people nice. my age don't know how to do anymore. Right. Um, I can also, like the public speaking has been super beneficial to me. Like, I don't think I'd be able to speak the way I do. I don't think I'd be queen right now <laughs> had it not been for the the public speaking that 4-H has taught me. Hmm. Um, in addition to general projects like that, 4-H also has a lot of leadership opportunities. So there are hundreds, at least in Hancock County, of clubs that you can join, so different 4-H clubs where you um, like go over the information and you like welcome people and you kind of just have meetings and you do community service. There's a lot of community outreach that the clubs do. But That's within, cute. yes, for sure, within each of the clubs there's also leadership opportunities, like president, vice president, and so on. Um, and those, I have been running for office since I was probably third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And I think having that sense of responsibility and leadership and also commitment to continue to go to the monthly meetings, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but especially as I'm getting older, it's getting harder and harder <laughs> to, you know, manage my schedule. So, yeah. But I think that there's a leadership, oppor- leadership opportunities from a very young age that's super beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least is the animal part of Forage that I really enjoy. I didn't start showing till I was in like 4th or 5th grade because I did live in the neighborhood. But raising animals has taught me so much. There's so much dedication and perseverance that goes into it because the animals don't stop eating even if I'm not home. Like it doesn't matter if it's 5 below outside. It doesn't matter if it's spring break. It doesn't matter if it's summer break. The animals still need fed every single morning at yeah. 6 a.m. So, you know, the time changes, but this morning I was up there by like 5:15 or something. So, mm-hmm. and every night too, and you know, it doesn't stop. So, I think there are skills that that teaches that people mm-hmm. don't even understand.
0: Responsibility like responsibility and so
1: much responsibility in the mm-hmm. fact that these animals depend on me to live.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I am their source of life right now. I'm the one giving them food and water and it's, you know, learning to realize, that, okay, I'm serving more than just myself here, mm-hmm. right? Like it's More than that, doing it with my family is something that's super important to me. I definitely wouldn't enjoy 4-H as much if it weren't for my family.
0: Are all of your siblings in it too?
1: Yep, so my older brother graduated last year as a 10-year 4-H member, and I'll be a 10-year member this year, and then I have three younger siblings who've also been in it since they could pretty much walk.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's cool.
1: And my um, dad was a 10-year member, and my mom joined in the last couple years of high school
0: can you see yourself when you, as you get older and get your own family coming back maybe and being an instructor at oh, in 4 age yeah. or something? I, oh, as yeah. you're talking, I can see that.
1: Yeah. Yep, the, I've also been involved for six years in the Junior Leader Project. So it's mm-hmm. basically a club, but we're the junior leaders of Hancock County. So we do a lot of the fair organization. We plan a lot of the events and stuff. And we work with the, the adult leaders to mm-hmm. put on the fair, put on a lot of the um, 4-H events. And that has pretty much connected me with the community in such a way that I don't want to leave. I want to come back and
0: continue to serve in the community. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of community outreach, what kinds of things do you do as far as that goes?
1: So I have been pretty involved in my community all four years of high school um, and earlier as well. But it's been a priority to me to give back to the community that helped grow me into the person I am today. So there are different things I volunteer in in my community. Um, one of those is Changing Footprints. So it's an or, it's a nonprofit organization here in Hancock County that collects new and gently used shoes and okay. repurposes them and gives them out to the community for free. Nice. So they, I was um, a part of opening their storefront last year. So they have a little um, store on like Franklin and Forty, just down the road, and um, anyone can come in and pick out shoes and socks and whatever they need. Hmm. And I really enjoyed working with that. I also pretty much any opportunity to volunteer with youth in my community, I take up that opportunity because I love working with children. One of my favorite um, volunteer opportunities was over the summer, it's through a program called K101, so we had like 40 um, pre kindergartners morning and afternoon, we had two classes, one from like 9 to noon and one from like 1 to 4 or something. We would just teach them kind of how kindergarten would work. You know, for a week over the summer, they'd get acquainted with the classroom. And they'd, you know, learn about recess and nap time. And we'd also have, like, actual lessons. Like, they'd learn, you know, um, about recycling and stuff like that. But that was definitely one of my most favorite things because I worked with kids all week long. So um, I'm involved in numerous different ways in my community. But... Definitely, it's important to me to continue to give back because I have gotten so much from this community, and you know, communities and societies only thrive if everyone's playing their part. So, yeah. it's very important to me.
0: Is it going to be tough to go away for college for a while?
1: I think it will be. <laughs> I'm kind of a homebody. I like staying. Like I love my family. I like being home, but I also love my community. Like I'm just very rooted in my community, and I have a lot of friends here. Um, And I enjoy serving here, too. So I think leaving at first might be a little bit difficult, but I'm sure that when I go up to Purdue in the fall, I'll find different opportunities to volunteer and serve in West Lafayette as well.
0: And it's only temporary. Yes, for sure.
1: (laughs) Who knows what I'll do after college, but
0: that's a later problem. So what do you like to do that we haven't talked about in your free time? What what relaxes Claire?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like to sleep. <laughs> Just kidding. I do make sure I get plenty of sleep every night, that that's important to me, to take care of my mental and physical health, especially with a busy summer coming up. Yeah. Um, one thing I do every day, I go to CrossFit in the morning at 5.30 in the morning, so that has been um, definitely like a way of stress relief for me throughout this last year. There's been a lot of changes. but I really like that. I have a good community of friends I work out with. Um, very good. It has helped me physically, but also very much mentally and emotionally. Good. I sing in the Hancock County Children's Choir, but I also lead worship at my church. I play ukulele, guitar, and piano. Cool. Um, mediocre. I'm not super great at any <laughs> three of them, but I can do them. So music is definitely a way of um, just relieving my stress and kind of relaxing. I, playing outside, being with my animals, you know, just hanging out with my siblings, something as well. I have done competitive ex robotics for nine years as well. Hmm. So um, it's not like BattleBots, <laughs> but it is, you know, I've built, I've driven, I've programmed robots for pretty much as long as I can remember. Cool. Um, that's been a way of stress relief too. Um, See, that sounds stressful for me. <laughs> <laughs> STEM, I love STEM. Pretty awesome. much anything science, technology, engineering, or math is pretty soothing to me. But also the arts, I like drawing. I like painting. I like singing. I like writing, too. Yeah. Sometimes That's I just thing, write writing. for fun. Writing, yeah. writing and art. <laughs> yeah. I i mean, especially this last year with so many scholarship applications, writing became mm. like a hobby for a semester. And I was like, oh, I actually like doing this. And reading. <laughs> I like to read, too. It's kind of hard to pick what to do in my free time because I have a lot of different hobbies, but
0: yeah, that's good. You're very diverse. That's good. <laughs> Is it going to be a challenge and be kind of tough to write your final farewell speech? I think the so.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like there's so many things I could say yeah. and so many things I want to say, but I don't even know how to start. Like I've started trying to think about it, like what I might want to say. I'm like I I have no idea. Like it's a later <laughs> problem. We'll get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you a planner, or are you a wait till the last minute? Let's get it done. I'm definitely a planner.
1: Are you? Especially like one of the best examples I can get is what, like with my homework. As soon as the teacher assigns it, I get it done like right then, so I don't have to worry about the deadline. Okay. So pretty much my philosophy through high school has been well, because I don't remember deadlines very well. Like <laughs> I don't remember certain dates and times very well. But my philosophy has been, well, if I get it so like done so far in advance that I don't have to worry about the deadline, like that's how I want to do it, yeah, so I like to get Thanks it done for pressure off. yes, for sure, and you yeah. don't have to like stress about, oh well, this is due at twelve o'clock, but this is due at two o'clock, so I need to get whatever <laughs> so yes,
0: all right, so if anybody's out there listening and they're thinking, okay, I've never done a pageant before, do I want to do this, do I not? What would you tell them?
1: Let's don't do it. Do it. I grew up on a farm. I grew up in the dirt. I grew up... I never wore dresses or skirts. I wore pants and pants only. You were the tomboy? Yep. Okay. I did not ever do my hair or makeup. I hated <laughs> makeup. And here I am. And I'm enjoying this so much. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that you don't have to fit a certain role or a certain stereotype to be a queen. I don't think you have to act a certain way or speak a certain way. Obviously, you carry yourself with, you know, grace and poise and maturity, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be a certain person to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not like the glitz and glam and still enjoy this because there's so many skills that come out of pageantry and competitions like this. Okay. You know, you learn to speak, you learn to carry yourself with grace. You learn to how walk. to have Yes, <laughs> you learn to walk in heels. <laughs> yeah. You learn, you know, um, you learn to carry yourself tall. You learn to have connections with people and to value your friendships and relationships relationships with people, even if you don't win. And
0: mm-hmm. you know, I
1: think pageantry is one of the few things that you can gain skills from, and you can gain the positives of it without actually winning.
0: And, and friendships. Yes.
1: Yeah. For sure. You know, you can stand up there and you can not win anything and still walk away knowing. I learned so many things and I walked away with a new set of best friends. That's okay. my favorite part. So I just encourage you to try it. Like the worst thing that ha- can happen is you don't like it and you don't do it again. Yeah. But I promise you if you start doing it and you start just finding who you are and figuring out what you like to do and what you enjoy and what your passions are, you know, speaking so much about my passions has really showed me self-awareness of, you know, what do I actually enjoy to do? What, what who, I, who am I actually and like what, what is this all about? And I think that's really important to know, especially as we start to go into our future lives. You know, it's a really good experience to shape me into my future. So do it. Awesome. Just try it. If you ever need help, give me a call. I'll help you.
0: And it's going to be what the second weekend in November is that. About I believe right?
1: so. I think it's like November twelfth or something. But okay.
0: Don't mark my words. <laughs> and it will be right here at <laughs> Greenfield Central High School. Yes, Beautiful ma'am. Beautiful auditorium. Yes, I think ma'am. tickets at the door are ten bucks. I think in, so. I think. So maybe if somebody wants to, maybe they're a sophomore this year, come watch the pageant, see what it's all about, and then next year or the year after, then go for it, right? For sure. All right. Well, Claire, thank you. I know you're busy. Thank you for taking time to talk with me today. Congrats on all your accomplishments. And like I say, I can't wait to see you in the headlines in the future. Thank you. I was talking to you, too. All right. Thanks, all of you, for listening. Everybody go out and have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.